You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 182 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we have a wonderful episode. We have a wonderful guest. We have great conversations. I'm so excited to bring it to you. We are back. Uh, So exciting. And uh, this week's guest is currently one of the backbones over at the arguably most historic show running on Broadway right now. I guess you could argue Chicago. I'd probably give the upper hand to Wicked. Uh, We have Alshan Amali on the podcast today. Uh, Just a wonderful conversation. And it was great because, you know, the conversation with Alshan, it was kind of like, it was talking to both a fan and a performer who is a professional in this industry. Um, and the conversation is just really special because it's still like, it's still raw and it's still there, like the passion and the love and the kind of, you know, the, the theater kid is just so, um, prevalent, I guess you could say in, in this conversation. And so this conversation is one of my favorites and, uh, I was so excited to, to chat with her and chat about Wicked's 20th anniversary of being on Broadway, uh, which is just a huge milestone for for the show, and uh, certainly not its last milestone. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was great. And I was so thrilled that we were able to talk about it on the podcast and kind of get their perspective on uh, the show and all of that for for all of you, because I know a lot, uh, I mean, if you're a Broadway fan, you're obviously a Wicked fan. Um, so yeah, just a great episode and we will turn it over to that in just a second. But first we got to talk about some Broadway news, shall we? Um, some of this is a little dated, obviously we had no show last week. Um, and then we, we talked about news, uh, a couple weeks ago or the week before last. So, um, here we are. Uh, we have both last week and this week's news. I'll make it quick. We have some casting news that I'm really excited about. Uh, B.B. Newworth, Ado Blankson, and Steven Skybell will be joining the cabaret at the Kit Kat Club cast. Whoa, say that ten times fast. The Kit Kat Club cast. Um, holy cow. That is going to be uh, just something really special, and I know a lot of folks are really excited about that uh, production of Cabaret, so uh, just incredible additions to an already exciting show. I cannot wait to see it. Speaking of exciting additions and, uh, you know, coming back to Broadway, I guess we could say for this one, Boy George 
will be playing Harold Ziegler in Moulin Rouge, which I I love that. They did, like, the announcement with uh, a little picture, and I, I just saw Harold. I, I just was like, this makes total sense. This is a total Harold Ziegler through and through. Um, I was like, I'm very excited about it. And, and it seems like a lot of folks are are looking forward to that, and just another excuse, I guess, to go see uh, Moulin Rouge, which I'm not complaining, I'm not complaining, Um, but we love. So congrats to Boy George, congrats to all these people. Uh, We have another um, casting notice coming from Waters for Elephants, which, holy moly, y'all, I cried, I screamed everything when I saw this cast announcement. Grant Gustin will be making his Broadway debut. Now, for some of you, that may not be a big deal. I love Grant Gustin. Uh, love him in The Flash. A big fan of his. The thought of potentially, I don't know. I, I'm not even, like, guaranteeing this. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I go to these red carpets and opening nights and stuff. Like, just the thought of, like, potentially seeing him or going to the stage door and, and being able to, like, just chat with him and interview him or whatever um you know that that's something that's pretty wild to me so uh very excited for for him to come to Broadway and then of course it's starring Izzy McCullough Isabel McCullough uh Paul Alexander Nolan who uh is a friend of the pod he's coming on here soon and uh we have other great cast uh, as well Sarah Gettlefinger uh Greg Edelman Joe DePaul Stan Brown and Wade McCollum uh just a, a exciting cast and exciting announcement and I can't wait to see that one that one's gonna uh, that one is with oh my these are like for the OG Tigabows uh Tigabow fans I don't know um Nico Gelmoni, who was one of the circus acrobat performers in Pippin when I was in the show, obviously. Um, you know, he came on the podcast very early on, uh, about maybe in like the 50s. I don't even know if that's right. That's just like a guesstimate. I know it was pretty early, and it was pretty early for when I was just, it was just me. And uh, he's going to be involved in that show in some sort of way, either as a performer or as a, like, I don't know, circus, like, director, I don't know, like, the the coordinator for, for the circus performers. Um, it's got a Pippin-esque feel to it from what I was talking to him about. He was a performer in the out-of-town production of it. Um, hopefully we can get him back on Broadway. I, he just deserves it uh, so much, literally. One of the hardest-working people I know. Um, and uh, just exciting water for elephants. I mean, that's not announced yet. The cast, is, the ensemble is not announced, just those folks that I mentioned uh, prior. So uh, I don't know 100%. And uh, just here's to hoping that we can get him back on Broadway. And I'm excited for that show and to have a, a Pippin-esque show kind of back on Broadway with the, with the circus and the performing and stuff. So uh, very exciting. And then uh, probably the biggest casting announcement. And when I say biggest, as in like biggest names, because I think that everyone kind of saw this coming or this kind of leaked really fast and early um i don't know 
how because I was I mean I was hearing it and I was hearing it a lot so I felt like I could you know say it on here I said it maybe a week before it was announced uh but Aaron Tveit and Sutton Foster will be joining the Sweeney Todd uh production happening at the Lunfontaine Theater uh that's happening in February of next year I believe and uh we are going to get um a few weeks of understudies in between the time that Josh Groban and Annalie Ashford um, are are wrap up their their run with the show, and uh, in between Aaron and Sutton's, I guess debut with the show, so uh, or first performance with the show, I guess I should say. Um, but very exciting stuff. Uh, I think they will get people in seats for sure. I think a lot of people are are curious to see how this this would go. And um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Hopefully, it keeps the show going because I feel like we need. I I love Sweeney Todd, and I, it's I think a show that we need a Sondheim show on Broadway at all times. Like, let's be real. So uh, keep going, Sweeney Todd, and uh, here's here's to that. I'm excited because I want to shout out Max von Essen and Max Clayton, who both are back on Broadway. They joined Chicago this past Tuesday. Um, they had their first performance in the show Tuesday, and uh, they're back on Broadway. So congratulations to them. Happy uh, back on Broadway, I guess. I don't know. And um, yeah, just thrilled for them. Hopefully we can get Max Clayton on. We've had Max von Essen on uh, multiple times. And we talk about Max von Essen a lot in this episode, actually. So, uh, love you, Max. And, uh, yeah, that, that's that. Congrats on, on another Broadway show. Casual for both of them. Um, okay. So, real news. I mean, that was all, like, news. But, like, more news. And this isn't, like, the greatest news. So, uh, I was very bummed to hear that Here Lies Love is closing on Broadway November 26th. We did get pretty short notice. Um, it wasn't a full month, but it was about three weeks. And, uh, just heartbreaking because the show's great and it was doing um, something that no Broadway show had ever done in the sense of having an all-Filipino cast, which is just incredible and uh, something that we hope to see more of uh, in in the future. And um, talking about shows such as, uh, you know, representing their cultures that the stories focused around. Uh, it would just be great to see more of that. And uh, Here Lies Love was doing that. It's a shame that it had, has to close and close early. I mean, it w wasn't a, a very long run, um, but it did have a great run. And uh, they changed the, the way of musical theater in, in multiple senses, uh, the way that they, their show is set up and the design of the theater, and all of that. So uh, shout out to Here Lies Love. Uh, hopefully we can get a cast member on before the show closes, uh, as I'd love to talk to them about the show and about, uh, you know, everything, the, the closing and, and what it meant to kind of be a part of the historic show that is Here Lies Love. Um, yeah, that's that. And uh, moving on, Mean Girls trailer came out. All right. Y'all, this trailer is so freaking good. It is, like, it, it, I don't know. Like, it's so badass. Like, there's no other words to say. But I like what they're doing. Uh, it's going to be interesting because 
it, it is Mean Girls and, and it is going to be Mean Girls. But there's, I feel like, a little twist from what I saw in the trailer. Obviously, Tina Fey has really modernized it. I saw there was a lot of TikTok-y filters going on and, and social media and whatever. Uh, it, it seemed like it was literally just kind of as if Mean Girls was written in 2023. Um, so I'm excited to see what those changes look like. I'm excited for uh, what this movie musical is going to look like and how that, uh, you know, kind of translate. Uh, obviously, the musical itself was amazing. Uh, I just can't wait to see it on screen. And hopefully, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I love a musical movie. I love a movie musical. Um, you know, I'm obviously a big fan of The Greatest Showman and stuff, stuff like that. So uh, I'm all for for this uh, and hopefully more of this. So uh, shout out to Mean Girls and uh, Renee Rapp and that entire cast. Can't wait. This isn't really a piece of news, but this was something that I wanted to kind of shout out. And this is Brody Grant. Uh, Brody Grant, I don't know personally, but I've known about him for quite some time. And uh, he was, I believe, in the original like Trevor readings, I want to say. And um, he's been a wonderful singer for for quite some time and I can't wait for him to um you know have his like breakout role in The Outsiders which is coming to Broadway uh that cast was announced as well but I I just have to shout him out because they released a song from the show and this is a song that I've known for for a few years and I've loved this song and I really think that it's a testament for everyone to go listen to this song and go see how good this music's going to be in this show. Um, because I think a lot of people are kind of maybe hesitant in The Outsiders becoming a musical. Uh, but I think it's going to be awesome. And I love the music. And they released Great Expectations, it's called. And it's sung by Brody Grant, who plays Ponyboy, or who's going to play Ponyboy, I guess. And what we see and what we hear vocally, it's some of the best vocal I don't know talent and 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 uh, audio I don't know what even to say but it, it's just so it's unbelievable and it's some of the best that we uh are blessed to hear in uh, in quite some time um I think he I, this is going to be great and I, he's gonna have to lead the way here um I can't wait to to see it I can't wait to see him Everyone check out Great Expectations. Not even kidding. It's it's a wonderful song. And it, Drew Gasparini wrote it. And can't wait for it to come to Broadway. I don't know. It, it, I don't know what more to say about it other than, like, it's kind of a must-listen. And um, it's a great sneak peek. And Brody's just awesome. So wanted to shout that out. And, uh, yeah, that that's all I have. So... That's it for the Broadway news this week slash Broadway shoutouts, I guess we can say. I think th th this is a perfect opportunity to send it over to our fabulous guest this week, Ashin O'Malley. So without further ado, Ashin O'Malley, curtain up. This week's guest is an award-nominated actress who made her Broadway debut in the most historic show running on Broadway right now, uh, where she continues to actually be the backbone of Wicked on Broadway. So everyone, welcome to Take a Bow, Alshin O'Malley. Hi, Alshin. How you doing? 
Hi, I'm good. I'm great. Happy to be here. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. We actually connected through our voice teacher, our, our mutual voice teacher. So shout out Doug Tabara. I'm sure you're going to be listening to this. Um, but this is great. You're currently in Wicked and uh, it's your Broadway debut. What a Broadway debut for you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and we'll get into all of it, but let's start at the beginning. Uh, you know, what was the moment for you that, you know, made you want to entertain others and tell stories and, and fall in love with musical theater? Um, well, it, it started when I was really young. Um, my parents were divorced when I was a, at a really young age. I was around three, four. Um, and, wow. you know, I would spend every other weekend with my mom, the next weekend with my dad. And it's so funny because with my mom, she would take me to the theater almost every weekend. And with my dad, we would almost always go see a movie. So my weekends were filled with entertainment. Um, and it, it, really, um, it really, for me, made me want to create my own world. Um, and I, I, would, I would create little shows in my basement. I had a horrible voice, really bad. Stop. Like, uh, no, so bad. And I was told that many times. Stop. Um, <laughs> but I loved it nonetheless. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I, I was surrounded by theater and I, it it was honestly, it was an escape for me. And it's it's funny as a child, you don't really understand what divorce is. You don't understand what, mm. what adults go through, um, but you can still see, you, children are pretty intuitive. Um, you can still see how theater and art can take people out of pretty difficult situations and put them in a different world for a moment. And um mm. Whether I knew that that's what was happening to me or not, um, it made me really value the freedom that theater brought to children and adults. Um, yeah. Being around my parents when they were in that environment was really awesome. And they, they were really supportive of me when I was little. They would watch my little shows that I would put on, even though oh. I was bad. Um, but <laughs> it was, they were, yeah, so that's, that's really from the beginning, how I got into theater. And I, I had parents who, you know, my mom, my dad was kind of the one who was like, you know what, no matter what, honey, you're great. And my mom was like, you could be great. You could be oh. great. It's not, you maybe don't sound good on that song. So yeah. I, I kind of had, I kind of had the best of both worlds. I had a parent who really pushed me to be better and not in a scary way because I wanted to be yeah. better. And I had a parent who was like, anything you do is great. Um, (laughs) So I think having both of those, and I had a stepfather who I think landed right in the middle of those two as well. Mm. So I had so many different types of support growing up. And I'm really lucky for that. That's amazing. Where are you from? I'm from Boston. Well, right outside Boston, Boston, Winchester, Mass. Oh my God, that's awesome. I, I can relate to the whole, I mean, my parents are still together but definitely like the mom is is the more of like the oh you got to keep working and my dad's always like great job bud you know keep going you you do you man I'm like thanks dad um it's nice to have both (laughs) yeah for sure it keeps you honest but also like you know there's a there's a glimpse of hope in there you know with your dad and (laughs) so uh yeah totally get that that's hilarious um but you went to uh you know you graduated from penn state university for musical theater um Mm -hmm. 
what was what was that whole process like? I'm currently in college, so the pre-screens and all of that, like that's no joke. And I know there's a lot of young people listening to this. So, what yeah. was your college experience like? And and I guess what kind of advice could you offer to to the young people listening? I mean, I had a great college experience. I loved Penn State. It is a really great place to go to school for so many reasons. Um, you know, I'll get into the whole applying to college in a second because yeah. that's, its own, that's, a, that's really its own beast. That is, I, Real, I think if you, that's a whole podcast. If you were like, here's $10,000 to go back in time and do it over again, I would not. I would turn yeah, down the money. No. I would say no way because it's so hard. It is so much harder. It is, I think it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I'm real. And I've had almost 28 years of life. So, so that says a lot that that one year was the hardest ever. But anyway, Penn State, Penn State is awesome, mainly because you have incredible training. You have so many amazing faculty members, but also Mm. you have a whole university that allows you to explore other aspects of yourself. You can go to football games. You can join the yeah. honors college. You know, if you want to write a thesis, if you're an academic, and that's I, I was in the honors college, and I loved exploring that part of myself. So I think being at a university like Penn State and kind of getting the conservatory world and also the the real big university aspect right. was was the best thing for me, and I'm sure it's the best thing for other for some people. And other people want just a conservatory experience. But Penn State helped me become a very well-rounded person. And so that's, that was my big takeaway from Penn State. And it's run by John Simpkins now, who's amazing and who right. is very thoughtful in the way he runs the program. So highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing more and more like that. I, I like what you're saying because I'm hearing more and more personally of like, it's hard to be successful in this industry without knowing who you are first, you know, like it's hard to play other people until you can kind of lean on what you know, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's what makes it hard about applying to college too, is because yes. you're, you're 18, you're 17, you're, you, you aren't, you aren't yet a full adult person, even though it feels right. like you are, you're not yet. And you, you rely basically solely on your skills and, and who you have become up until that point. And it's, it, that's really hard because you don't, as an adult, it is now so much easier for me to hear no. But, mm. you know, when I was a teenager, it was, it was really difficult because it, right. I, hadn't had, I hadn't learned yet to not compare myself to others. And yeah. The best advice I ever got was from Brent Wagner, who used to run the University of Michigan program, which was um, always look forward, not sideways. And Mm. that was really important when I was applying for college because because it's so hard. It's so hard. You have such a small amount of time to show to show what you can do. And sometimes you get a no and you don't know why. You know, you don't right. know why you, you don't know why you were waitlisted because yeah. you had a great audition or you don't know why you didn't get in. And it's so often for reasons that have nothing to do with you. Um, mm. it, and it's just it, that it's so hard. And I really respect everyone doing it now because I feel like it's even more competitive now than it was when 
when I was oh, flying. Really? You know, it just gets it gets more and more competitive every year. Yeah. So for sure. So, yeah. That's pretty wild. But Penn State, I mean, that's a great program. Was that some somewhere that you like kind of always wanted to go? Was that somewhere like that was high on your list? Or was it kind of just something that, you know, happened and kind of the universe brought it to you? It was really high on my list. It was one of my yeah. top two schools. And I was actually waitlisted. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had I was about to accept another program's offer. Um, and I ended up going to visit Penn State. And I just... I was like, there's no other place for me. This is this wow. is where I belong. And I was really lucky to get off the wait list. And it was it was where I belonged. Um, yeah. Four years really proved that to me. And oh. I um and again, I, I said before, like when you're 17 and 18, you're not a full adult human. A lot of people at 17 and 18 have more of a sense of who they are than I did. You know, mm. it took me it took me a while. Some people learn pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. I was I was more like, I'm a musical theater robot. What do you need right. me to do? And I will do it. <laughs> and not everyone's yes. like that. Not not everyone's like that. And yeah, so I just to kind of edit what I said before, there are people and I really respect those people who do have a really good idea of who they are. Yeah. Um and are and are entering this industry with um, far more of a backbone than I had when I was 18. Mm. Um, and, but Penn State really helped me evolve in that way. Wow, I love that. What about from like the musical theater program? You know, you, there's obviously like any theater kid will go like, do I go to the conservatory program? Do I do like a traditional musical theater? Like what were like some of the biz- biggest like um, benefits or kind of impacts that you learned from the program itself? Um, I learned, I learned that being an individual in this industry is very important, and not mm. putting yourself in a box. Um, I learned technique that has really served me over the past few years. It's really served me in my time at Wicked. Um, how to sustain yes. your voice doing a long-running show, um, stamina. The acting program is really strong at Penn State as well. The voice teachers are fabulous. Um, they're kind. You know, it's not a program. It, it, at least for me, it didn't feel like a program where they knock you down to build you back up. It felt like a program that said, here are all the pieces of you. Now, how do we put those together and, and make you realize what you have to offer as you? Um, right. You know, I don't believe in breaking someone down into pieces. I, I believe that we already are so many different things and we are so many pieces and there's no need to break that down. It's just helping someone realize what, what that is. And, you know, and I think Penn state really took that approach, um, which was very healthy for me. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, totally. Yeah. It's, it was a, it was not a toxic experience for me at all. It was, it was really lovely. That's so good to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And what about, um, you know, like, because obviously, like, theater itself, like, it's just like, it's not like the business world. You don't have to be like, oh, go into my audition room and hand over my BFA or something like that, you know? Like, there's there's 
people that are are like, oh, do I go to college or do I just start auditioning? You know, like, do you have any um, kind of advice on that, or or do you kind of are you just like go to college, go go get and, and train and do your thing? You know, you don't have to go to college. You really don't. No. I mean, if if all if if this is what you want to do, you have to train. You know, unless you're the the one in a million who just lands somewhere without any training. But you do have to train, in my opinion, but there's so much training in New York. Um, right. So it, it's still an investment. Going in, into this industry is still an investment, even if you don't go to college, because you still have to mm. take dance classes. You still have to take voice lessons. You still have to take acting classes. You're just not doing it under the umbrella of a university, and you're not earning right. a degree. But it's still possible to get the same knowledge in New York, just not at a university. So, so I think people who are like, no, college is really not for me. I think yeah. that's totally fine um, because there are other ways to to get the technique that I got at Penn State. Um, not that right. you know, Penn State's. I feel that Penn State's actually pretty unique. Every university is unique, but the way you tailor your education in New York, your own individual in education in New York can also be new, unique to you if that's something that you want. Does right. that make any sense? And it, I, uh, it totally does. And it probably takes like a, a special or like specific person, I guess you could say, because it's like you have to keep yourself honest. Like if you don't go to college, like you said, you have to train, you have to dance, you have to sing, you have to do all the things. And it's like you have to do those daily. Like college and a program like that kind of forces you to do so. But if you don't go, you kind of have to make sure that you do it and you stay disciplined and routined and kind of all of that. Um, so it's interesting. I, I like I like what you said. You, you kind of covered it all. Um, yeah, you're so good at this. Um, great. So, uh, yes, no, it's great. And, and so Sometimes let's, I talk let's and talk. I'm like, I don't know if I'm making any sense at all. No, it, it's fantastic. No, I, I love it. It makes total sense. And, and you're painting a beautiful picture. I, trust me, you got this. Um, yeah, of course. So, okay, I want to talk to you about Paper Mill Playhouse um, because, I mean, it's not at all, but kind of a New York City debut, but it's in New Jersey. I don't know. It's like close enough. Um, but it did a, like a little foreshadowing to your Broadway debut because you were in uh, Chasing Rainbows, which was like the story of Judy Garland and her path to playing like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. And here you are on Wicked on Broadway. Um, so I don't know, like wh what was that kind of like? And, and do you feel like, I don't know, like being a part of that and and kind of living in the world of Judy prepared you at all for Wicked. I know they're they're completely different, but uh, you know maybe even like stories backstage and working with you know Max von Essen and Leslie Margarita and those guys. Um, how what was that experience like for you? It was amazing. Paper Mill is yeah. <laughs> an amazing place. It's beautiful. The people are awesome. I, you know, I think for me what helped prepare me for wicked was um the environment mm. the rehearsal room at for chasing rainbows um dennis jones um yeah. who directed and choreographed is um is like a master class on in oh. leadership um he is the perfect blend of kind and, and empathetic but also so 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 inspiring <laughs> so you yeah. know it created the it created the perfect rehearsal room in my in my opinion where people 
people would come in to work and were so focused. And, you know, if he said jump, we would say how high. And mm. it was my first, it was my first, it really was my first really big show. Um, mm. It was the first show that, that had stakes that made me like really nervous, <laughs> you know, going yeah. into it. I, I was kind of green and I didn't know what to expect. And um, of course I was nervous before to do other shows, but this was, this was a, my first show that did feel like a New York city debut. And, right. um, and it was my first understudy credit. It taught wow. me how to be, a, it taught me how to be a good understudy. It taught me, that you you show up to rehearsal prepared. <laughs> you yeah. show up knowing you show up knowing that music. You know you do not wait mm. until until the music rehearsal. You know it, and um, yeah, that was really good for me going into Wicked because I felt I feel like I came at least the music aspect. I feel like I came into Wicked very prepared um, because I really worked on it ahead 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 of time. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it just it just set an expectation for me of, of what's what is what is expected in the room. You know, what yeah. what people expect of you when you walk into a professional rehearsal room. And the expectations are high, but that almost makes it more fun in a way. Cause it's Absolutely. a it's a challenge. For those for those of us who love a challenge, walking into a room and knowing that you're going to be with people who, who make you want to be better every day yes and that's how i feel at wicked too i mean it, it is the it's the coolest feeling in the world to go to work with people and go i can't believe i work yeah. with people <laughs> wow yeah. like i could kind of call you my friend i guess now <laughs> you, you know perform and you're like that per i know that person i work right. with that person <laughs> yes oh my god that's hilarious max von essen's a good friend of mine and he's been on here multiple times um he's he, awesome i don't know i don't know if i would want to like he doesn't make me want to get better he's like a fool no i'm just kidding. <laughs> he's the best um he's so impressive i was i was so intimidated by him when i first met him no I stop I, it I, I think i could barely speak i, I mean i've I, I don't, what? I've never said that to him, but uh, yeah, terrified because oh, he's so impressive God. and he's so he's composed so and he's such a good person. Oh, I know. People who have the full package are often really intimidating, you know? <laughs> oh, I know. And he totally, he's someone who like totally, he's in Chicago now. And so like, he's someone that like totally has that like Chicago vibe where he like holds himself and really thinks, you know, chest out, great posture, you know, like the voice is so silky and he knows uh, it, you know, like it's just, it's, it's everything. He, he is one of my favorite people of all time and, but he's just really so cool. silly. And, and that's, you know, that's something that I think, you know, you talk about going into a room and, and these people with how talented they are and, and wanting to be better and everything but they also, you know, you go into a room with them and they kind of show you when and where you can also play and have fun, you know, like and enjoy, you know, the job, you know. And yes. So I don't know, like, especially with like Max and I know Leslie likes to likes to have fun a little bit, too. Uh, you know, what was that a big kind of learning moment for you, too, that it's like, oh, I'm doing a job. But we're also doing this eight times a week and we have to have fun a little bit. Yeah. And I think there's a, 
there's a there's a fine line um there's a fine totally. line um and that line can be crossed sometimes and i think <laughs> the the like i don't think that line i never saw max or anyone who i look i've never seen anyone who i look up to cross that line you know mm. and that yes. that's also a good lesson is there's like there it can be tempting to to play too much but the people For who sure. the people who are really good at their jobs um, stay focused while also having fun. And it's, it's really cool to watch, especially as a young actor who was really nervous to play, um, and not play in a way that was like irresponsible or not doing what I was supposed to do, but, but not being a robot on stage and just doing the choreography and connecting right. with people in a real way that I, Chasing Rainbows really helps me with that. Cause again, these professional, these professional actors, are so comfortable. And I think part of that comfort just comes with having real connection with people on stage, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. and being comfortable with the people around you. And that's the kind of play that I think that I think is, is not crossing a line. And I think the kind of play that is crossing a line is like, Oh wait, we, we're not telling the story anymore. Um, <laughs> right. We're what we are talking about something that has nothing to do with the story. I, I've always found with Max that he was so good at having fun, but not fun um, at the expense of the story, and never, Absolutely. never, he, I never, never messing around, never, never, so professional on stage, but so easy to communicate with, and um, yeah. and have fun with. I, yeah, I think it is. It is. It's a line, and a lot of people cross it. <laughs> I've found for sure. You know, a lot of people cross it. And, you um, definitely don't want stage management calling you, you know? Like, <laughs> can you focus on the show? Yeah. Um, it, it, it is, it's really fun. The best part of the job is connecting with people, in my opinion. Yeah. That's, that's the best part of the job. And it took me a while to, to learn how to like listen to people on stage because again, I was so nervous. I was right. so nervous. I was like, I am doing my job. <laughs> and then once I settled into myself a bit, I was able to just be a human with people on yes. stage. And that, and again, that doesn't mean talking about things that aren't, don't involve the show. It, it just means saying your lines and showing up in a way that is present. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it's not improv, but like, but if someone does something, and you can respond yeah. to it authentically <laughs> rather right. than being like, that didn't happen at all. Like if, if something, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not making any sense really, am I? But, but I, I, just I, think I totally get what you're saying, especially because it's like, you know, especially like with someone like, I guess we, I, we keep using Max. God love him. He's, his ears are probably ringing. Um, <laughs> but you know, like he, he knows how to, kind of get the human aspect of you, you know, like we are playing, it kind of is going back to what you were saying earlier in the sense of like a musical theater robot, but we're playing humans, you know, and there is a rawness to it. And these professionals here in New York and in Chasing Rainbows and Wicked, you know, they know how to kind of get that human out of you and I don't know, kind of make you step out of the box and just make you comfortable and yourself while also telling someone else's story. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. That took me a long time to learn. 
I, and yes. honestly, I think I honestly think when I was at Paper Mill, I was like, it took. I was like, do your job, Alshin. You're doing your job. You're doing your job, and you're hitting the steps, and you're doing your job. And then, and then, like, as I've grown a little bit, I'm like, oh, I can still do my job and also have fun. Right. Like, I can enjoy doing the steps <laughs> and yes. hitting my mark. Um, yes, I can be a I can be a living, breathing human <laughs> and do that. Yes. And, and I don't I have to be so stiff and nerd. Yeah, you know. But that's what makes the shows that we see that feel so special so special. Yes. Is that right. people are just being them. They're so talented. They're so skilled. But they're really accessing who they are and the joy of doing what they do. And I see that in it's Wicked. The, that's the first thing I noticed when I saw Wicked. Absolutely. It's that genuine love and passion that kind of comes out when when you can have a little fun with it while staying yeah. in the in the lines. <laughs> yeah, looking looking at your dance partner and smiling. Connecting, smiling because yes. connecting. The, it's, the it's chemistry. So great. Yes, absolutely. Um well I mean let's just get into it because I'm dying to talk to you about Wicked and, and all these things and we kind of keep referencing it. So uh let's talk about it. I, I guess what I want to ask first, since it just happened, was this 20th anniversary celebration. Um, it had to be one of the craziest things ever. Uh, did it kind of feel like you were a part of an opening night in a way? Like there was a red carpet, you know, the crowd had to have been amazing because it was literally a bunch of theater nerds and performers and all the things. What was what was the night like? It was surreal. It was surreal. Yeah. It did feel like it did feel like an opening night. I've never heard a crowd cheer right? that much in my life it was special it brought me to tears I, I wasn't on that night but I was watching from the sound booth and I it really did bring me to tears I, I couldn't yeah I couldn't believe how how special it was and how people love wicked because I yeah. love wicked and it's so cool <laughs> to be at a job that I've wanted to do since oh my god since I was seven maybe seven eight yeah I, it's been my dream job for for as really? long as I can yeah as long as I can remember so it was really cool Stop. being a part of it and um getting to celebrate it with and I really mean this when I say it the company at Wicked is those people are some of the kindest most talented unique I mean passionate people that I've ever met and mm from from the top down really truly um you know it's it's so special to be a part of a show that's conducted by dan michike who yes. is such a fabulous music director and speaking of leadership another person who will say jump and and, and we will say how high um mm. just again a master class in leadership and our stage managers are fantastic, um, empathetic, and kind. And I think that's that's something that I've learned at Wicked also is that leadership is about so much more than saying you go here and you go there and do this. Right. It's about that, but it's also about um, communicating and seeing mm. people as, as human beings and the whole team at Wicked is just so special in that way. So to celebrate Wicked, my my dream job, with people who I look up to and admire, 
with my whole being was it was one of the most special nights and weekends of my life. Wow. I love that. That's so cool. Was there, I mean, I wasn't there obviously, but like it was all over social media and like the Broadway worlds and the playbills and everything. And there's just like the people there, like I would have been like peeing my pants the whole night. Like, were you like nervous to meet anybody? Like freaking Adina Menzel, Kristen Chenoweth, you know, like all these, Shoshana Bean, like, like all these people were there, all these previous people that were in the show that I'm sure you saw in the show and, or listened to them a million times in your earphones, you know, like, was there anyone you were like most excited or nervous about to meet? Um, I was really nervous to see Kristen and Adina uh, when they came on stage, I was like, am I dreaming? Oh my God. Right. Um, and they were so kind and so beautiful and everything I could have ever imagined. Like the little, the eight year old Alshin was like, Oh my God. Yes, um, right? I'm freaking out. Um, and I, I actually, I met Carol Lindsay for the first time that night oh, and wow. she's, she's one of, you know, one of my biggest inspirations um a lot of that is because of her reputation she's so kind and so mm. easy to work with and so talented and then i met her and i was like play it cool don't <laughs> act like well play it cool alshin it's like so good to meet you carol Lindsay. and then of course i was like no i'm a huge fan um <laughs> I, I love you so much um lovely and beautiful and it was really just really cool it was really cool. I wasn't so nervous as I was just so excited. I yeah. I hardly slept that night. I think I yeah. lay awake in bed for hours. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. I, I that night just looked so magical. I mean, the the like the crowd interactions of like the bows and them coming out on stage, like it just seemed like the a night that like it's just an unforgettable night at the theater and a celebration of a show that has changed so many people's lives, you know, like it, it had to been kind of like an honor to just like be a part of that. Yeah. Huge honor, huge honor, yeah. uh, completely surreal. I know I keep saying surreal, but it, it was, it was, yeah, it was, I, I, I cried that day. I, I called my mom. Oh. There's a photo of me when I was eight, nine with Emerald city glasses on. That's how much I love Wicked. But they got me Emerald City glasses and my mom sent it to me. And I, I started crying because I was like, I can't believe that I get to go to the theater tonight and walk into mm. that stage door and be a part of this yeah. and be a part of something so cool, something so brilliant. It is brilliant. The, yeah. the, the costumes, the design, the direction, the music direction, the company, it is brilliant. And yeah. And to be a very small part of it. Again, I'm a very small part of it. No, to get be, out of here. No, I really am. There, because there's so much that goes. There's so much that goes into it. You know, and and to be even a speck on the map mm. of Wicked is the biggest honor and a huge Aww. dream come true. I love that. Who was your first Alphabo that you saw, or I guess duo? I guess. I think I saw Adina, actually. Adina oh my was God. my first. I don't think I saw Kristen. I honestly don't remember who my first Glinda was. But I think I remember Adina being my first Alphabet. 
Oh my god. Uh, wild. Yeah, I wild. I have to find the program because I think we saved it. Um, <gasps> oh my but, god. Yeah, my I I then saw I saw and, the show in, in when I was in college with Talia Suskauer um, when we were freshmen, right. and I think we saw we saw Caroline Bowman and I think we saw Carol Lindsay do it. Period. And I remember seeing the production that time and was like, I have to do this. I have to do yeah. the show. I have to. It's so magical. Um, and Carol Lindsay, I think, is one of the most brilliant actresses I've ever seen <laughs> on stage. She is magic. Stop. And Caroline yeah, Bowman's, uh, of course. I mean, ridiculous. great in everything she does. <laughs> Yes. yes, period. Represent. Um, I love that. What about um, like you? Obviously, play a lot of characters in the show. Um, you cover multiple tracks. Uh, do you have a favorite that you you play? Is I'm sure it's like picking a kid, but like, uh, do you have? Do you kind of get more giddy over one? I don't know. Um, I um, actually this week. I, I played Shen Shen yesterday and the day before. So that's one of Glinda's friends. I yeah. love that track because it's so much fun. It's so much fun to be a mean girl. I I, yeah. I never got to be a mean girl in, in school because I'm not mean, but I, I really right. I saw and witnessed a lot of mean girls. So I, <laughs> so it's um it's I I think it's really easy for for the bully to play a bully because you know how it's done because <laughs> you've seen oh, it. Oh yeah. Um, and that's that's really fun for me, and it's fun to play with Alphaba. You know, it's fun. I it's fun it. to glare at her and wait till she looks at me. <laughs> yes. And she's like, oh, you know, I I love being Mackenzie Kurtz's fangirl. She's one of my best yeah. friends in the world, and oh. to get to play one of her best friends on stage, you know, before she becomes best friends with Alphaba, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> is so fun because I'm her hype girl in real life. I really am. <laughs> yes. I love it. So it's it. not much acting to be done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Except for the mean part, I guess. Because I definitely except for the mean part. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm actually not mean. I don't think I have a mean bone in my body, but but it's oh. fun to pretend. <laughs> Yes. Hey, that's what we do. We're playing. We're pretending on stage all the time. Um, I love it. How many times have you seen the show? Like, do you do you see the show? Do you try to see the show? Uh, like when you're backstage, or you kind of peek in the audience, or you kind of just like do it from backstage. What, what's kind of your routine? I watch the show a lot when I'm not on. Um, yeah. I I watch it. Yeah, on the monitors backstage, or I'll watch it in the rehearsal room backstage. Um, yeah, and sometimes, you know, if there's a track that I haven't been on for in a while, I'll watch that mm. track. Just as a reminder of where they go and um, what what numbers they hit and um, just in case. And it's kind of like a swings intuition. Other swings in the building also have had that experience where they're like, let me watch yeah. this person. And then the next day they have to be that person. <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm on a lot. I'm on stage a lot. So recently i haven't watched the show as much but at the beginning i i watched the show every night that i wasn't on really every night wow. yeah there was Craziness. it was so i i mean i had to learn so much that there was not mm -hmm. really if i was off stage I, there was nothing else i could be doing but but watching the show so i could learn um because it's a it's a big job 
It's a big job. Right. How many tracks do you cover? I cover seven. So I cover six of the ensemble women and Nessa. So yes, period. It's, it's a, it's a nice, it's more than a handful. I was about to say a handful, but it's more than a handful. Um, and it's crazy. It's do you fun. have different colors for both for all your tracks, or what do you? What's your routine of like staging and all that in your script or whatever? I have a track sheet for every okay. track. Um, Love. At first, I was like, I'm going to print out a different version of the script for each track, and then I was like, too much paper and too heavy. Save you know, I planet. need something. <laughs> Save the planet. I I cannot be responsible for the downfall of the planet yeah. for my track sheets. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I I. And it was just too heavy to carry around and like take out a big binder. Um, but I do have track sheets. I have paper track sheets. I have them on my phone. Um, huh. And it's just for every number where I have to go. And I look at that. I look at them before I'm on for every role. Oh Even God. if I'm like, I'm pretty confident in this. I'll still peek at the track sheet just to make sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love it. That's so, I, I, I can't, like, I just seven roles that just, it blows me away. You know, y'all are just so special human beings, special performers, truly the backbone. Like, you know, it, it's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be cool to, I don't know, kind of be a part of that, especially with like the recency of like, you know, swings are not quite, but slowly getting the recognition that they deserve, you know? Um, yeah. so to do it in in a show like Wicked, it's got to be crazy. I can't. I just can't imagine. Um, it's so fun. But, it's the it's yeah. the coolest job. You get to interact with everyone. You get to be in different places all the time. Right. And I I feel really fortunate that it was my first job on Broadway because yeah. it is such a hard job that I feel prepared to take on anything. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I did this. Now yeah. I can do whatever you need. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Because especially, like, you know, there's just so many moving objects and, like, big pieces, especially in a show like Wicked, you know. Um, just to, I don't know, just to, I'm sure, like, before every stage, there's multiple calls that you have to do, whether it's lift calls. Or, do you have any lift calls or, like, any of those spacing things that you have to do before you go on? Or Yeah, lift calls, if it's, um, if it's a track that has lifts, yeah. I, not all right. of my tracks do. I have two roles that have um a few lifts and so yeah we'll have lift call beforehand and um it's that's also fun because i get to do lifts with different people and it's a kind of a nice challenge and again i love a challenge (laughs) yes period do you ever do a track where you have to clip in alphaba to fly or anything like that no okay no uh no definitely not that would be that would be stressful I know, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, what <laughs> the about, swings do like, it. Yeah, I know, I know. It, 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 hey, they do it all. They seriously do. It's unbelievable. Um, they keep the show going. Seriously, that's why I was like, when you're a small part, you ain't. You're not a small part. You know, like I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, everybody's a small part because there's just so much to it. But um, such a legacy. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, I, one last question for you, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, 
I, I want to talk because I know the theater community, including myself, and now that it's freaking uh, the SAG strike is over when we're recording this, um, I can ask about it. Uh, the Wicked movie is coming out, you know, next year. Um, and I, I'm so excited about it. The theater community is so excited about it. So I, I, I want to ask someone that's in Wicked, you know, like, is there any chatter about it backstage? You know, like, is there kind of an excitement from that? Is it not really a thought? I know Ariana Grande came to the show. That was probably pretty cool. I mean, we're really excited about it. We don't know much, you know, we're, we're, right. we're kind of out of the loop in that, but, but really excited for the movie. Re- like, yeah. <laughs> really excited to see it. And it, it's really cool to be in Wicked while that's in development. Um, right. And yeah, I wish that I, I wish that I had info, but I, I really don't. No, I got no. no I have no info. Don't spoil it. Don't give us info. No, I, I have. Wondering. I have no no scoop. No inside. No, scoop. no scoop. <laughs> I love it. No, it's great. But yeah, I mean, it's just so exciting, and and the way that it's doing like two parts, you know, like everyone's very very anxious and curious about it. So, uh, pretty cool. The Wicked to be on Broadway. And to, you know, kind of be a part of a, a show that's, you know, doing a kind of bringing Broadway to the world and, and more of like yeah. the forefront, um, which I think is always important because Broadway deserves the visibility. Um, yes, and not just... and that's, it's so exciting because of that. Yeah. And also they have a team of amazing people. So you just right. know it's going to be good. You know, yeah. you just know. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I love it. Thank you so much. Is there anything that like you? Is there anything you want to shout out? Like I don't know. What's your Instagram? How can we follow you and, and like your journey through Wicked and future projects and whatever? Yeah, my Instagram is Alshin O'Malley, spelled A L L S U N. I know it doesn't it doesn't sound like that, but <laughs> it is spelled it is it is spelled like Alshin. Um, I and, love it. Yeah, give me a follow, and I I think the the one thing that I, I try to tell people who are in the industry or entering into the industry is there are a few people who get lucky right out of college, right? There are a few people who mm. get lucky right away, but the majority do not. And I think what I try to tell people is that that's really perfectly normal. And that I, what I would like anyone to know who's moving to New York, who's starting this, is that yes, it's really, really hard. (laughs) It's really hard and it's exhausting and it can be so lonely, but Mm. that grind and that work and everything that you put into just surviving in the city and making your dreams come true, when the luck finally gets to you, when you get lucky, it will mean so much. And as somebody who had so many survival jobs, woke up at 4 a.m. I stood in line outside Pearl. <laughs> stood in that non opening line outside Pearl just for the chance of being seen. I just, I, I think it's really important to hear from people who have done that when you're in it. Um, yes. You know, to hear from, from people who have, have heard no a million times and who have not been seen at open calls more times than I can count. And who, who literally ha- has gotten thank you without even looking at me in the room. Um, mm. It can be so discouraging and again so lonely. And yeah. what I what I just wanted 
what I, that's something that is really important to me and to anyone listening who is in it and who is being told no, um, keep going and you are not alone. And this, whatever you're going through now might be the most important part of your journey because it will make you who you are someday in this industry. It will define your work ethic. Um, and I admire everybody who is going through that right now. I really do. Yeah. Dang, I wasn't expecting to cry this episode. That hit home. Uh, <laughs> no, it was great. No, that was literally, that, that was perfect. And, and I know uh, there's a lot of people out there that need to hear it, including myself. So I appreciate you. Of course. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing in entertaining people and changing people's lives over at Wicked on a pretty much nightly basis with the way that you're going on. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I appreciate your time and, and coming on here today and, and giving us your advice and, and hearing more about your journey through this industry. It's, you have so much to take a bow for. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me and letting me ramble for, for several of the moments on this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate you so much and you're so lovely and I could talk to you oh. for hours. So thank oh, you yeah. so Stop. much for, for having me. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Take about Ocean O'Malley. Oh, my goodness. What a fabulous episode. Just hearing what she had to say. I mean, this is so good for every theater performer who's like new to the industry because I mean Austin isn't new or anything like that and I don't mean it like that but the perspectives and the stories that we can kind of talk about and, and kind of the introductions from paper mill and those those lessons that it's just so valuable for any type of performer because I wish I had those stories when I was in my first show because I mean I was a kid so I was a little less like I don't know in my mind, I guess, like, I was hesitant, you know, kids, I feel like when I'm, when I was younger, I feel like I was a little bit more, um, spontaneous. I didn't get in my head or anything like that. Um, and so just hearing what she had to say in the sense of like, you have to walk into a room and, and you realize like, you know, these are the people you're working with. Like they make you nervous and you want to, like, you grew up idolizing them and here you are working with them, and it's time to tell a story with them and connect with them on a personal level and an artistic level, and uh, you know, just just do your job, do a job, and and tell a story and entertain people while also like enjoying that time uh, and and having fun and learning how to be a professional around those people. Um, so it was really, really cool to hear. And, uh, I loved that story. And then I loved her piece of advice at the end. Um, that piece of advice, I was like, holy moly. Um, because I mean, it was just perfect. We haven't gotten like a deep piece of advice like that. And you could just see how the words she was saying, like every word was chosen So, um, meaningfully like every she meant every word and uh she was kind of talking to herself while talking to all of us and it was just so beautiful and when you when this comes out on youtube you'll totally see it um but it, it was great it was a great conversation great piece of advice for 
literally performers of all ages and this is something that max and i talk about all the time max hadn't done a show on broadway um you know for a few years and finally he's back on broadway in chicago and i talked to him about you know as a kid and now transitioning to adult like was on broadway back to back and then it was like i haven't been on broadway for i think it i was doing the math yesterday i think it's like eight years seven years um, which is just crazy to me and time has flown and it's like, what do I do now? Like, I'm going to have to get lucky again, you know, type of thing where someone's going to have to say yes. And one more person's going to have to say yes and give me an opportunity. And like, it's crazy to think about that because it's crazy to even think about one person doing it, which thankfully Diane Paulus, like, you know, gave me a, a, a meaning, you know, in, in my life and found a passion, my passion and got it out of me. Um, but she also, you know, I, I, now I need another person so it's crazy that I kind of got that one yes and that's usually all people get and that's all people ask for and for me to kind of reflect and be like I need one more person to be like yeah come you know give give I'll give you a shot you know uh but it was so um you know bang on and uh I just appreciated that advice so much and I felt like I certainly related to it, and hopefully you all were able to too, and hopefully you all were able to get something out of this episode, whether it was a lesson, some entertainment, uh, learning about the 20th celebration of Wicked, and and also just hearing, like, you know, swinging and understudy and all those, like, all of those are such valuable lessons for anyone, especially breaking into the industry, tell a lot of people, you know, Ariana DeBose, you know, like, the most, I always say, the most talented people in a cast are the swings and i will defend that to my grave i re- i truly believe and stand by that and uh they have to do it all and they have to be talented in singing dancing and acting and on top of that they need to be the smartest people in the room because they have to remember all of these different things and keep track and organized and it's just it, it really does take a, a special person and it is no secret and that uh, swings have a track record of becoming stars. Um, and I, I just can't wait to see Alshin and continue to follow her journey um, because she's a nice human being and she's super talented and that's really what you need in this industry. Uh, so it's great to see it and uh, can't thank her enough for coming on and having a wicked guest because it was something I really wanted uh, after the 20th anniversary celebration happened and occurred. So uh, to hear, you know, the the rawness and, um, you know, fangirly moments of, of meeting Carol Lindsay and Adina and all of them, those were really cool experiences. And, and uh, listening to that is just the stories I love to to lit here and and share i guess on here so uh that's all that's all i have for you folks this week and uh i can't thank you enough for for listening to this week's episode hopefully you all will come back again next week again and uh we'll have another fabulous episode and i believe i can uh, say this i don't know i keep saying this and sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't but i'll say it 
I believe we will have the writer of Shucked, Robert Horn, on the podcast next week. And I'm very excited because now I, I was waiting for the writer strike to be over. And now the SAG strike is over. So I can also talk about TV shows and movies he's written on top of Shucked, which I'm seeing again uh, tonight. Uh, but I can't wait. And I'll have a little review. Also, it's his birthday today when I'm recording this. So uh, happy birthday, Robert Horn. And uh, yeah, that's all I have for you folks this week. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully I will see you all next week. Until then, bye everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Lauren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.